The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right now. Yeah, Rod's not here, so I'm hosting the show. How about that? All right, we are in. It is the Rod Peterson Show, and today, one final day of the Darren DuPont Show before we officially are in Christmas. Because for me, it always starts on December 24th and Christmas Eve, and we say good morning to those in Western Canada. Good afternoon if you're out east, and hello, welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, Rod's on the Christmas vacation already, so we're in today, and going to have some fun over the next two hours here on Game Plus TV. And if you're watching on the YouTube live feed or you're listening on the podcast or listening at rodpeterson.com with the listen live, we are set and ready to go today. We're going to get into some CFL topics. We're going to get into the NHL a little bit today as well. Fun stuff there. We're going to get to the NFL. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun um, as we get set for the Thursday nighter tonight, Tennessee and San Francisco. There's bowl games going on. UCF's got the Florida Gators today in the late game. Um, I believe um, University of Miami, Ohio is in the other bowl game today. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, guests today on the show. Darren Bombing is going to be in in just a few minutes here um, from Bonfire Sports and from Winnipeg. He's going to join us uh, throughout the portion. We had Justin Duncan yesterday who coincidentally was not the rock star of the day yesterday for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. We'll get to that in a second. It was actually one of you that was the rock star of the day yesterday. So hang on to this. But um, Dunk was in yesterday, and thanks to him. But Darren Bombing will be around today. Uh, coming up later on in the program, Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, uh, will be along. It'll be fun to catch up with Jim. I watched the Vanier Cup, actually, at Jim's place um, in, uh, in Vancouver, just off the island. So I'll have Jim coming up. And then Brendan Batchelor, the voice of the Vancouver Canucks, Maybe the NHL's most interesting story heading into the Christmas break is the Vancouver Canucks, winners of six in a row, eight of their last ten, and uh, the Vancouver Canucks trying to find themselves back into the playoff picture. Will they be able to? Are they a playoff team? We'll find out uh, coming up with Brennan Batchelor in hour two. Okay, rock star of the day from yesterday was free Oleg. I don't know if, Clark, if you were falling on it. Oh. If you were following the comments yesterday, but just like killing it with hilarious comments on YouTube yesterday and, and the other viewers noticed. And uh, so it was pretty funny uh, in the comment section from Free Oleg. So I don't know if this is the first time a viewer has been a rock star of the day, but the comments were good enough for me. 
So get your comments in on YouTube. We'll get them, uh, get to them uh, coming up here, and we'll say good morning. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, we'll get to the YouTube chat here. I'll pull that up, and we'll also get to the text line at uh, 902-518-3033. But let's bring in Darren Bombing, who's standing by in uh, his beautiful home studio in Winnipeg. Good morning, Darren. How you doing, Darren? Is it like the dupes um, show? It's like Darren Dupont. It's almost I, like dup, duplex du, doubles of Darren here. I, but uh, I know we know you got the better Cube, spelling. Dupont cubed, Darren cubed. That? Yeah, well, I'll, sure. I got the the real spelling. I'm not too picky on that, but um, anyways, I got the I got the Darren I got the Darren Shannon spelling for those uh, Jets 1.0 yes. fans out there. Double R I. Okay, you got the Darren Poopa. That was my favorite Darren in the yes. NHL back in the day, the Buffalo Sabres goaltender. That's unreal. Well, there was three Darrens on my dad's side of the family. Well, there is. And every year at Grandma's, wow. well, she, when she was still around, we all would go over there for Christmas. And the gifts would have to say Darren O, Darren D. Um, and there was two Darren Ds, obviously, but one was an I in like yours, so that was easy to differentiate. But you never knew when Grandma was calling for Darren who she was looking for. There was three of us. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, I imagine TSN's like that too. Darren Dreger, uh, Darren Detition, uh, and then you got Darren Millard over on the other side. But some of those guys used to work together in the prairies back in the day, junior hockey and, and regional television. So I imagine it was similar at those those wild 1990s holiday parties of the media. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't imagine. Look, I'm at the Winyard Composite High School. This is where I went to school. Um, and the reason I'm here, I mentioned this yesterday, um, Mom and dad don't have good enough internet, of course, right? And Winyard, Saskatchewan, we can't get the internet service to uh, to do the show live or to jump on a video call. So I reached out to some teachers here and said, hey, is there an opportunity to come do it at the school? They opened the doors. Like, this has been awesome. I, I was hanging out all morning, um, prepping for the show, playing basketball. Like, I had the school to myself, which was great. And then they were so awesome a couple of nights ago that they invited me to their staff Christmas party. And you want to talk about letting the hair down a little bit like you think teachers are yeah. just like prim and proper and structured and and rules and they told me that was one of the tamer christmas parties that they've had but uh i'm still recovering like at, so uh at the best at the best of times teachers probably want to pull their hair out right and now you put in what this last year and yes. a half two years has been like in uh, a school setting uh, you gotta let loose or else you're just gonna go insane you know yeah, so shout-outs. We were at the uh, this new place in town. It's called Beer Pizza Golf. Um, I don't know if I can... Uh, there you go. Beer Pizza Golf. That's owned by um, a girl I went to high school with, Ashley, and her husband, Michael. Uh, they started it. So, like, I love the entrepreneurship thing. She's... she. Uh, if I say hairdresser, I don't know if that's the right term in the business, and I don't want to be... You know. Stylist. But anyways... So they've got, yeah, she's got a salon in there. They've got a little clothing store. Then they've got a little coffee shop. So uh, they've hooked me up with the coffee wow. every morning. I stopped in. It's great to have a visit. And then in the back, they've got a couple of golf simulators. And that's where we're hanging out for the uh, Christmas party. So a couple of uh, entrepreneurs Amazing. in town and doing a great job. And it's, uh, it's awesome. So well, let's get I, into I, it I today. Um, we don't. Yeah, let's yeah, get go. into it. Well, I was going to say, I know where yeah. I'm headed Labor Day weekend when uh, I'll make my annual pilgrimage to the queen city that's right that's right I you'll like come it. up uh, come up the highway so it's perfect um look today on the show again jim mullen's coming up brendan batcher's coming up but there's a couple of things i want to get to 
Um, tonight, obviously, is a Thursday nighter. We've got um, some NHL talk to get to. Wayne Gretzky has uh, some things to say that I want to touch on. But I want to start with you um, in the CFL. And I know Justin was on. He went pretty deep on this. But we went pretty deep on, on Winnipeg, Darren. And, you know, just recapping this year from a Winnipeg Blue Bombers perspective, because I know you cover them very closely and you cover the league at Bonfire and you were at the Grey Cup, um, which, by the way, the coverage was outstanding. What was that? What was the whole Grey Cup experience like for you covering it, you know, being from Winnipeg and having the Bombers there? Yeah, like it, it was different, obviously. It's not like those Grey Cups of years gone by where it is a true integrated party where there's Argos fans and Alouettes fans and Ryder fans and Lions fans and there's Stamps House going off and Touchdown Manitoba and all the parties and everybody kind of party hopping like that you know like you think of a pub crawl that's what the Grey Cup is for everybody and you know for us in the media you got that time obviously during the day um, you're running on low sleep energy management is number one uh, but you know, when evening comes like, oh, hey, there's my buddies from across the country. They're at this party. Let's go. And you jump around. There was none of that this year, which is tough. And I'm glad Hamilton's getting the Great Cup back in a couple years. Looking forward to, fingers crossed, a more normal Grey Cup in Regina in just about uh, 10 or 11 months time. Um, but overall, like I was most impressed with the league. And I'm not just saying this, like I'm friends with a lot of the people at the Canadian Football League head office, but they did an astounding job with the testing and um, with ensuring everything went smoothly, with safety, with availability, and um, you know, just making it as user-friendly as possible for those in the media. Huge uh, shout out to um, uh, Olivier Poulain and Lucas Barrett and uh, uh, Guillaume and Mark and everybody there. They, they did a great job. Th that aside, though, Darren, like the Football Reporters of Canada hospitality suite was awesome because we all got tested every day. So we kind of just sardine canned into the hospitality suite. Uh, our good friend um, Daryl Davis, of course, uh, you know, from from yeah. Saskatchewan, uh, he hosts it every year. We had an you know, an influx of beer, an overload of beer. We had to turn down Sleeman, actually. So thanks to them and, and thanks to all our, our uh, wow. sponsors and, and donators and TSM. We had to turn it away. We had too much beer. Um, but it was, it was great to be able to kind of be in that little bubble for a little bit uh, amongst the media and, and enjoy and catch up with everybody. But when it came to the game, Darren, could you ask for a better game? And there were so many storylines going into that game between the rematch of Hamilton and Winnipeg and it being the third time Hamilton and Winnipeg had met in back-to-back -back Grey Cups, 58 and 59, then 1961 and 62, the Bombers sweeping both of those. Then you look at 2019, a pandemic year off. Both of these franchises keep everything together and they face off again. But this time the Bombers' heavy favorites where Hamilton was a heavy favorite in 2019. We didn't get the upset. But we got a real entertaining uh, nail-biter football game that goes to overtime and ended on a play that I don't think you see very often on any football field. And that's like a tip, a scoop, and an interception in overtime uh, to seal it. Uh, there was just so much controversy with the knee in the end zone, intrigue, and storylines. Um, aside from it being the team that I cover in it, uh, I think really Canadians across the country 
enjoyed that game for what it was because it, it was really different and really special and everybody got their full dollar value for entertainment. Oh, did they ever? Hey, podcast listeners, sorry to interrupt your podcast. It's Moose here wanting to tell you about another podcast, the Knuckleheads podcast. Our friends over there, they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's called the Knuckleheads podcast. It's their seventh season doing the podcast, and already this season, they've had Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor. Yes, NBA veterans, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. So listen in to the Knuckleheads podcast as they invite on special guests, high-profiled athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold, untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It is the Knuckleheads podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we talked about a lot throughout the year. I mean, in the offseason, I mean, the XFL talks were official. They happened. We were talking about that. What's wrong with the Canadian Football League? All these issues that maybe are still there. And then we had one of the lowest scoring seasons since the 70s. We had these tough games. But then the playoffs and the Great Cup were just outstanding. And is, is that enough to keep everybody excited and kind of forget about what the season was? Because it was... I mean, with that Grey Cup was was one of the best in recent memory. Um, did that fix and solve a lot of the problems that we dealt with throughout the year? Well, I think that's an important question. And my answer is, unfortunately, no. I, I don't think it is. Because those that tuned in through the playoffs, a great East final, a great West final, a fantastic Grey Cup, those people are invested in the league. You're, you've already got them. It's the ones that went to a game on a Thursday night in August. It's the ones that went to a game on a a Sunday afternoon in September. Um, What was their game experience like? What was their fan experience like? What did the game provide them for their entertainment dollar? And yeah, the scoring was down this year. I know that's probably how you draw in fans. (laughs) It's unfortunate because the CFL doesn't need to curate more passion and fervor in the fans it already has. I think this year did that, especially with it being a year away. I, you know, I said this uh, to Rod uh, several months ago, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And there was some great football this year and, and defensive football that I really appreciated. I think that, you know, true, you know, pigskin heads enjoy in, in defensive football. But for drawing in those new fans, for drawing in the younger fan base, they want touchdowns, they want scoring, they want big plays. Uh, you know, Devontae Deadman of the Ottawa Red Blacks provided a lot of that on special teams, which was great. Um, but was it enough? I, I don't think it was enough to really move the needle much. Um, I, I think the league is doing good things in the digital sphere to expand and to, to draw in uh, new fans. Uh, but the product on the field, like, look, you want to talk about four downs, we can talk all day about four downs. It's a moot point to me ridiculous you can't do it but they need to find a way to continue to make this game exciting make it marketable make it uh you know continue to branch out you got your core find that new fan base and they're right there darren people always say well young people don't care about the cfl i go to blue bomber games and outside the stadium it's all 20 and 30 somethings tailgating all of them 
Are they watching the game? Are they following during the week? Are they watching the playoffs? Are they watching out-of-market games? I don't know. Maybe not. But they're right there. You have them. You got to appeal to them. I, I think that's the key in the next few years for the CFL to, to continue to grow. I agree. And, and with those 20s and 30s, you know, if you get that group and they love it, you're going to get their kids, right? Yep. And it, it's the generation, the gap is not the 20s and 30s. It's actually the 65 and over. It's that gap in between. The 40 and 50-year-olds, I think, is the gap that was missed. You know, because if your dad's taking you to the game, so you can use the parents to help market the kids all four downs but um but that's different than uh sorry clark was just in my ear do you want to go to a break now clark ah the internet not so good anymore um so we'll take a break we'll come back so now it's good <laughs> okay um it could be because i've opened off and we'll take a break and come back okay this is the rod peterson okay. show we'll get back into this great cup conversation with darren bombing after this here from winyard on game plus and youtube live head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed Out of the high school in Winyard, 2005. Check this out. I don't know if I want to show you this, but look at that. That is, uh, what am I, 18 at the time, top right? I found it on the high school wall there, Darren. That's the best. That is the best. <laughs> I love the spiky hair. Yeah. No frosted tips, but... Uh, we had the hair spiked up, and you know, that's how she goes. High school, Home baby. Here in, High school uh, baby. I know. It's a different world. It's a different life. I know. Different life, that's for sure. And you, to be honest, like yeah. it's been what almost 15 years. I haven't been in the school and um, almost didn't know my way around. There's been some renos in the meantime. So it's been kind of nostalgic coming back here and hanging out for a few days during the holidays. Uh, didn't ask you at the beginning what's up uh, in the bombing household for the holidays? Yeah, I got some family in from, from Ontario and, and nice to spend some time with my nieces. They wanted to make sure, you know, they were all vaxxed up and, and uh, healthy and, and good. And they got here and, yep. well, we had Christmas last night and the night before. The night before at, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa's and then last night uh, here with my partner, Aaron. And, you know, she cooked up a storm. We had a, had a great time, but this is kind of the norm um well at least in my household for for many years where um you know they're not able to be here on the 25th my birthday's on the 27th i gotta you know get get this my girlfriend erin she made this bonfire sports cake like she layered what? it up with like the three b's and, and like i don't know if your your fans are familiar with with the logo right but it's yeah. kind of like a, a three b logo and like I don't know how many hours she spent doing this, but this is what she did. She was sneaky. She goes to her mom's house and she's like, Darren, I'm, I'm binging Yellowstone. 
I can't stop watching. I'll see you later. And I'm like, okay, you know, like she's trying to catch up to me. I'm already in the fourth season. That's and a realistic thing, you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's it's December 22nd or whatever it is, five days before my birthday. And there's happy birthday, Darren, bonfire sports cake. She, she's a she's a craftsperson uh, and, and uh, an artist. And, and and that was a really nice thing. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, you do what you can this holiday season to to enjoy it all. But um, I, I do want to mention my high school, OK, because I got a little story. So Silver Heights Collegiate yeah. in Winnipeg doesn't exist anymore. Like they tore it down a few years after I graduated. Okay. They amalgamated it with Sturgeon Creek High School. So it became Sturgeon Heights. So I now say I'm an alma mater of Sturgeon Heights and the Huskies. I was a Husky in all the sports I played. Well, it's Anthony Coombs and Keenan LaFrance who signed a new contract with the Rough Riders today. Um, yep. A whole handful of very talented Canadian Football League players came out of Sturgeon Creek, now Sturgeon Heights. So now I can say I went to the same high school, even though I didn't, as all of those talented Winnipeggers playing pro ball. It's a, I would keep that. Nobody's going to check that, right? Um, no, I hope Percy did. <laughs> to the comments on YouTube, Jeff Cabilla says, Yellowstone's an absolute addiction. It is. It is. Um, there are a few comments here about the Wi-Fi and the Winyard School. Um, unbelievable. Uh, let me take a peek. Um, Randolph Charles says, 5G not available in Winyard, Sask? Not yet. <laughs> William May says, maybe the wind blew the Wi-Fi away. Um <clears throat> What else do we got here? High five for this. Oh, that's uh, John Ohm said high five for the CFL getting the season and can't wait for 2022 on our CFL talk. That was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Randolph Charles says maybe Moose didn't have anything to say and did a fake breakup. Uh, I'm losing, losing you. Got to go. Shut the phone. I'm in the tunnel. Losing the signal. Clark. Go. Yeah, exactly. Don Mitchell says Clark get the dial, uh, dial up fired up. School Wi-Fi sucks. They don't want the kids to use it. That's actually true. So I've got a hardwired line in. Je Here's the best one, though. Jeff says uh, DuPont's AOL subscription is almost up. That's why it was uh, bouncing <laughs> in and out. That's, that's pretty good. I want to go to hockey because we're going to have um, uh, Brennan Batchelor coming up uh, in hour two, and I want to get to the Canucks with him. Um, but as we sit here right now, it, it hasn't just been – Wild for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. It's been a bit of turbulence for the Winnipeg Jets as we woke up last week with the news that Paul Maurice was resigning. Um, yeah. What was your initial reaction? And what was the Winnipeg uh, reaction when, when we heard that news? Because I was getting ready in the morning. I saw it and I'm like, what? And I had to tune into his press conference, but uh, it was definitely a shock. What were you thinking when Paul Maurice announced his resignation? Yeah, it wasn't quite as shocking as, you know, me waking up uh, to a phone call from you, Darren, saying, you know, is TSN radio still a thing in Winnipeg? That that took me as right. a shock. Not quite like that. But but when a head coach resigns, like the old adage, and I, I think I, I heard Dave Poulin mention this uh, the other day, you know, you can't fire the players, so you fire the coach or the GM. Well, in essence, and, and, and you know, very apt insight from Dave Poulin on this. Uh, Paul Maurice essentially fired the team. Now, he didn't do it in any sort of actual firing way. He stepped back extremely gracefully, um, had a very heartfelt and sincere uh, press conference to uh, you know state his reasons and, and all of that. 
you look at Paul Maurice, he's a young guy. Like, you know, he's, he's I don't know, in his yeah. mid-late 50s, something like that. But he's coached the fourth most games in NHL history, you know? Um, he started in his 20s, right? And it, it's amazing to think the, um, you know, just the perspective you gain coaching in hockey for that long and still being a young person and having that different perspective on life and what's next and your family and all of that. Uh, he says he's been driving the family bus for enough years. Maybe it's time for, for his wife to drive the bus of like where they settle and where they live and the type of life that they have. He's, they've been following him around. Like he was coaching, I think, Magnitogorsk in the KHL uh, you know, prior to joining the Winnipeg Jets, right? That time between the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and Winnipeg. So uh, good for him and good for his family. Um, but I think it says a lot about the man that he's willing to say, I can't do any more here. Like I've tried different things. I've been here for, I think it was almost eight years, uh, two months short of eight years. And he looks at the talent on this team, right? And the moves they made this offseason, like they called it the summer of Chevy, Kevin Dayoff, the general manager here in Winnipeg, the summer of Chevy here in Manitoba, where they go and get Nate Schmidt, top pairing defenseman. They get Brendan Dillon, a six foot four grinder defenseman that they needed to kind of go along with, you know, a six foot six Logan Stanley and smaller, you know, more diminutive speed skill players and, and Neil Pionk and, and Josh Morrissey. Great moves. You know, they have all that firepower up front and Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers and, and on and on through Mark Shifley and the rest. Um, but the window is small. They have a Vesna trophy caliber goaltender. They have Paul Stastny who just hit 500 career assists. You know, how much does he have left? He's still contributing. Fantastic. He had three points the other night, two goals and an assist um, in their win. And for the Winnipeg Jets and for Paul Maurice to say, okay, it's time. Something has to change here, and I can't provide it. Uh, I think says a lot about him and how much he cares, not just about this team or these men in the room. He says he's cheering for them, and I believe him. But for the chairman of True North Sports and Entertainment, Mark Chipman, general manager Kevin Cheveldayoff, Paul Maurice, they're all very close friends. They had a conversation this summer. Uh, Maurice ref Hi, Jim. <laughs> Jim Mullen, president of Football Canada, is coming up in a minute. But he logged in and had bumped Darren Bombing off. So we're going to see if we can get Darren Bombing back on the screen. I love the little check-ins, though. Um, we got to do that more often, have the guys uh, check in like that and uh, knock uh, our co-host out of the screen. But he's right. We'll get Darren to finish up his thoughts on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers here in a sec, or on the Winnipeg Jets in a second. That was a bit of a shock. Dave Lowry is now behind the bench for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And I want to get Darren's take on where the Jets are going now, you know, leading into Christmas to kind of reassess the Jets so that our viewers in Winnipeg can really know what to expect coming up in the new year. I'm, I'm also going to get to this, and let's do this now, the poll question, Clark. And did we go with the OV question? Is that what we went with? So the question is, uh, our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center today. Wayne Gretzky came out uh, this week and he said that Alexander Ovechkin is going to break the record. It's going to it's going to be it's going to happen, and I'm okay with it. He says 894 goals, the all-time goal-scoring record in the NHL. Alexander Ovechkin is currently fourth with 752. He's 140 goals behind um, Ovi, who's 36 years old has 22 goals and 31 
games already. He's on pace for 58 goals as we welcome back uh, Darren Bombing. And I'll get your Jets thought back in a second. Um, yeah. But the poll question is, will Alexander Ovechkin break Wayne Gretzky's goal record? He needs 140 to do it. He's 36 years old. So vote now on YouTube at rodpeterson.com and on Twitter. Before we get to that, let's finish the thought on Paul Maurice. Well, I'm not sure exactly where I cut out there. But uh, in the end, admirable move for Paul Maurice yeah. to make that decision for the organization. He's close with Mark Chipman, the, the chairman of True North Sports Entertainment, with Kevin Dayoff, the general manager. They're close friends. They, they met this past summer and you know, said, okay, the time is now. Window to win in the National Hockey League closes very quickly. So all the pieces are there. They need to start producing results. Dave Lowry, maybe that change of voice, that change of tone in the room will be enough uh, to, uh, to catapult them back to where you'd look at the roster, where they should be, not just in the Western Conference, Darren, but in the league. Absolutely. Connor Anderson's watching, says good morning. We say good morning to Connor. We say good morning to Robin Wildey, who's watching, and he says, Producer Clark hitting the eggnog hard this morning, asleep at the controls. No, this Bingo. isn't Clark's problem, but... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they had it going on back there. Why not? It's a, right it's a holiday. Last, uh, uh, second last day before the break. Um, so that's pretty good. want to say uh, B. Anderson's watching says the Jets can only go up from here. So that's the big question now. Uh, as we get into the Christmas break, under Dave Lowry, where are the Winnipeg Jets? And what is the outlook as we move forward to 2022 in your mind for the Jets? Well, they're three points out of a, a wild card spot. Edmonton, Colorado at, at, at 36, and they're sitting at 33, 14, 11, and 5. And they've had these blips on their schedule where they're playing great hockey. And then Arizona comes to town, and the Coyotes get a road win. Like, where did that come from? Uh, Buffalo comes to town, and, and they pull out, I think, their second win in their, la in their previous four games or something to that extent. They seem to be playing to the level of their opponent. And that's kind of plagued them for the last few years under Paul Maurice. Then they get, you know, like a heavyweight tilt in the West or a cross-conference game, and they play unbelievable. They're check hard. They play 200 feet. Like Connor Hellebuck, the goaltending is always there. He seems to play better when he gets more work. So when you play against those good teams that create a lot of chances and there's a lot of action in the Winnipeg Jets zone, he plays better. Um, I'm not saying the team takes on Connor Hellebuck's, um, you know, mentality in that you play to your opponent and when there's a lot of action in the Jets' end, they seem to play better. Um, but they are a punch-counterpunch type of team, the way I see them. And um, another thing the players have mentioned too is that because they have so much skill, like the way Nikolai Ehlers can use this unbelievable speed nearly at the Connor McDavid level of, of bringing it into the zone and making some havoc happen, for defenders on the rush, and then how good Kyle Connor is in tight um, and also on the rush, and then a shot from the perimeter that's proving as effective as you know his stick work in close in the slot and at the sides of the net. Um, it's giving teams headaches, uh, but because that skill is there and they know they can make the play, they seem to try to make that pretty play every time. And I think what they need to do is get back to more fundamental hockey and just get the pucks to the net and rely on the bounces and the close opportunities to make things happen. Sometimes, you know, the way I see the game, Darren, is defenders 
go, oh, the puck's over here, the puck's over here. Like, where is it? They're used to defending the rush. That's something they can practice. But that bouncing puck off the glass or off the backboards or or off the side of the net or, or you know, redirecting off a player's body, those are the things you can't practice. You can work on skills to uh, react quicker. But the Winnipeg Jets have the skill to be able to take that bouncing puck, that stray, uh, you know, bouncer in in the offensive zone and make something happen out of it. So they don't need to create the pretty play. Um, you know, Nikolai Ehlers was clear in the last media availability we had with the Winnipeg Jets that, you know, maybe they need to just get back to not focusing on the pretty play and, and kind of do it the old fashioned way. I, I think that'll be a big part of it. Dave Lowry is a fundamental type coach and, and, you know, coaching in the Western hockey league, it's about system, uh, not as much about, uh, you know, making these fantastic plays with world-class players. Uh, you know, maybe we'll see a little bit of a different Winnipeg Jets after the break when Dave Lowry thrust into this job has, you know, a little bit of time to strategize as the new head coach. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's awesome. So looking forward to that, uh, and seeing where the Jets go, you're right. Clearly, there's enough firepower there, and there's enough weapons. Can they bring it all together? Um, Darren, we'll uh, see you back here for hour two. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good to me. Awesome. Darren Bombing joining us from Bonfire Sports uh, in Winnipeg. Great update on the Bombers, the Jets. We're going to get into more of that, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, talk to him in hour two, and we'll talk about Alexander Ovechkin and his chase for the all-time goals record in the NHL. But we're going to go out to the West Coast, and we're going to visit with the president of Football Canada, Jim Mullen, on the other side. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Darren DuPont in for Rod here on a Thursday here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, wherever you get your podcasts, and 24-7 Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're in the high school. This is hanging in the uh, rafters, the hall of the gym. Look at that. Jim will appreciate that. I'm on a banner. That was the 2001 nine-man high school provincial championships. And full disclosure, I was a rookie, grade nine, contributed zero. Um, but I was the uh, scout team, the scout team quarterback, okay, in practice. So that was my job for a little bit of, uh, of 2001 as we bring in Jim Mullen from Football Canada. He's out on the West Coast. How do you like that, Jim? You brought the spirit. Yes, you did. That's about all you brought, <laughs> but you brought the spirit. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I just remember, like, grade nine, I mean, just getting started. We didn't have minor football, right? So, I mean, I had to, I grabbed a pair of, we grabbed cleats out of this old cardboard box. They had holes in them. Um, we, but we had to we use plastic bags, you know, when you're playing into November and there's snow on the ground. You got to wear plastic bags inside the cleats. Those were some times. Well, that's a great thing about nine-man football, six-man football. It's football, man. You, you take football memories out of that, and you stay associated with the game. So there's all kinds of different ways we can, uh, we can get the field. Absolutely. Well, it's great to see you. The first thing I wanted to ask you, and I'm glad you're wearing the hoodie, is where can I get one of those? They're for sale now, I believe, right? Yes, they are. We have, uh, we have this. We have a gray version. Uh, we have three T-shirts in white, black, and orange. 
Uh, they're available at footballcanadashop.ca. And seeing that we're on the 23rd, it's not going to make it under your tree for Christmas. But maybe it's a good Ukrainian Orthodox Christmas present that we can get to you by I, January 7th uh, uh, in around I there. I like it. Uh, it it's fun so far. We're right behind the garlic curtain here in East Central Saskatchewan. So uh, that, of course, Ukrainian uh, Christmas, it, absolutely, that fits right in. The, the, the logo, that was one of the big things that came out in, in 2021. Uh, uh, take us back to the, the concept, the idea behind it, um, because it, it's been one of the great things that we've seen. I'm glad that you had my uh, nephew Colton on here that uh, came up with this. It, it really... Uh, happened quite quickly. The BC Lions had uh, announced that uh, they were doing something uh, with a uh, local Indigenous artist, and that happened to be um, my nephew Colton's aunt uh, that, that had uh, come up with that uh, BC Lions logo, and he had shared it with me. He said, hey, my auntie did this. I said, well, and this was on um, uh, Facebook Messenger, and I, and I just dropped him a note saying, well, Here's the logo that I did for Football Canada. You want to collaborate and do something? Within four days, we had generated this, and it was really part of a centerpiece for what we did football uh, football weekend in Canada. Um, you know, it really helped support the story that we told about uh, the team up in Fort Mackay with boys and girls uh, playing uh, football there uh, from a from a First Nation uh, just north of uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta. So um, it's helped, and it's also helped raise a lot of funds that uh, in the new year we can apply to Indigenous football across the country. You and I were watching the Vanier Cup, and again, thanks for being a wonderful host, you and Kia. I mean, it was unbelievable being out there. I really appreciate that. And that was kind of the, the wrap on, on the amateur sports season that weekend. Of course, the Langley Rams doing their thing and winning the Canadian Bowl. Uh, the Western Mustangs winning the Vanier Cup. And then early December, we wrapped up the Canadian football season, uh, really, with the Grey Cup. And it was a great Grey Cup. But have you had some time to reflect on 2021 as a whole? And if you have, you know, how would you sum up, you know, from your perspective as the president of Football Canada, um, the football season, the 2021 football season? Well, it was better than 2020. <laughs> we could say that much. Uh, the uh, 2021 season uh, really uh, was something that we had to navigate through. And I think uh, our provinces did a good job of doing that. Uh, one of the things about uh, COVID and the pandemic is that uh, it's accelerated trends. And one of the trends that, that, that it has pushed forward um, in most of our provinces is a shift for youth football uh, under the age of 12 uh, from tackle to flag. And uh, where we've seen drop-offs in the uh, number of tackle participants, we've seen an expansion in the number of flag participants. So, so it's been a pretty good offset throughout the year. I will say that um, our football season was officially wrapped up two days ago when BC played Alberta in the U18, U17, and U16 mm -hmm. out here in Lancaster. They got it in just under the wire here with the uh, COVID restrictions. It was a good substitute for those provinces, uh, considering that there was no Canada Cup this year. But uh, this past season gave us a great opportunity uh, to plan for not just uh, 2022, but we're launching a plan for 
22 through 25 and even into 26 with some of our partners. So it's allowed us to take the time and the energy and the effort to, to really uh, plot out and course a uh, put a course and a strategy forward to determine what we're doing, how we're doing it, and the partners that we're working with. We got about five more minutes here, and I know we're, we never have enough time to get through everything I want to. Um, but looking ahead, I mean, in the state of football, obviously, we talk about the Canadian Football League a lot and what they're doing and, and, and the different obstacles that they have, whether it's moving forward and expanding CFL 2.0, whether it's, you know, how do we handle the rules of the game or what needs to move forward? Um, you've mentioned that in the new year, you're going to get an opportunity to talk to some CFL presidents across the league. What's top of mind in terms of what needs to be accomplished in 2022? Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, it, it is fortunate that uh, we will have that opportunity on January the 18th to uh, have a discussion with uh, CFL presidents. It's about two years in the making. Uh, I would really like to focus on two things, and I think they're both complementary to where the CFL needs to go on this. Uh, one of them is our grassroots programming, introducing the very basics of the game to kids, four to eight, and the CFL teams have a great opportunity here with the programming that we have. Uh, to step forward and and be a partner with us uh, to get their branding forward, to introduce it in their communities and to a diverse set of communities in each of their cities. Uh, the other part is um, extremely complementary to CFL 2.0 on the global side. Um, as we move forward into 2022, uh, we go back into the international space. Um, it helps that uh, I was recently appointed as Secretary General of IFAF, the international uh, body on this so we can uh, extend that international conversation. But with Team Canada, I see the World Junior Hockey Tournament gearing up. We have an opportunity to do that sort of thing in that space as well. And it's a way to bring international football to us. And it's a way to partner, I believe, with, with our stakeholders like U Sports, the CJFL, and the CFL to, to get their branding and to get our game out in front of the eyes of people, not just in Canada, but uh, around the world as well. We've seen it. There's been an incredible amount of success for Canada on the international stage competing. Um, what's the reputation outside of our borders um, about the Canadian game? Because you've been out and interacting with some of those, uh, those different countries. Well, IFAF is, a, is an organization that, that has had to take some baby steps after some uh, turbulence, shall we say, over the years. Now that they've um, kind of reestablished themselves and have a focus on flag for the 2028 LA Olympic Games, there's a real opportunity here to branch out into different types of football, whether it's six aside internationally, you know, so we can get African countries to, to, to play the game. And I think Saskatoon would be a great annual place to have a six-a-side tournament uh, every year, year in and year out internationally. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, and, and then the, uh, the, other, the other piece to this is uh, one of the reasons I came on the IFAF board is to get our code uh, recognized uh, by IFAF, the Canadian Amateur Rulebook 12 Man. Uh, people know it's there. Uh, some people know it's there better than others. The Scandinavian countries appreciate it. Australia, New Zealand, they appreciate it. Uh, Mexico is looking for opportunities here. Japan is looking for opportunities here. 
The, the Americans, eh, maybe not as much, but we'd love to have them. Of course, that's awesome. Well, I, we know it's a great game and it's going to continue to expand, especially with all the work you're putting in. Um, on the other side, the other hat you wear is producing and hosting Ground Gridiron Nation on TSN. What's the holiday viewing schedule? Is there one? And the flip side to that is we got more bowl games today. Obviously, we move forward towards the new year. Who should Canadian fans, uh, football fans, be paying attention to in the holiday bowl season? Well, I'll tell you, uh, one of the things that we will be doing uh, throughout the holidays is getting our bowl capsules out there. Uh, we did them in the uh, show. We're going to be starting to roll them out today. So I'm going to hold back and I'm going to say, go check our Twitter out uh, day after day, and we'll tell you who you should be uh, uh, looking for uh, in those bowl games. Uh, at the end of the bowl season, we're going to do a recap on how Canadians did. That will run on tsn.ca. And then as we get uh, uh, towards the, uh, the off-season, um, I'm also wearing another hat, and then I'm one of the patrons of the Cornish Trophy. Uh, we'll be doing a media piece around the presentation of the, uh, of the Cornish Trophy. I think I know who the favorite is on this. I think everybody knows who the favorite is on this. He's a certain injured player uh, uh, sitting uh, was uh, down in Tuscaloosa right now. I was going to say, unfortunately, he probably, uh, well, he's not probably, he won't be playing. We won't get to watch him on New Year's Eve, which is unfortunate, um, but that's fun. So what's the Twitter handle quickly? Uh, Twitter handle is uh, Jim Mullen TSN, and, uh, and there's also KGN on TSN if you want to follow the show as well. And uh, it will all, it'll be a buildup for the uh, Cornish Trophy, which is also a Twitter handle if you want to follow that. And we'll see if John Mechie III wins his uh, second consecutive Cornish Trophy. Clark, you want to throw those into the comments, those Twitter handles. Watch those. you get a full breakdown of all the bowl games that feature Canadian players uh, and a little more viewing interest as you navigate the TV guide through the holiday season. Jim, uh, it's been fun. It's always too short, but it was great seeing you, and we'll do it more in 2022, I promise. Thanks very much, and uh, I'd like to thank uh, producer Clark. I gave him conniptions there a few minutes ago by uh, hitting the wrong button. So I, I know what it's like to be behind a board and get the prizes. Thanks, Clark. Let's go. Merry Christmas, Jim. Merry Christmas. Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, joining us. We'll take a timeout and viewer takeover for Taco Time coming up on the other side of the break. It's the Rod Peterson Show, YouTube Live, face, or, uh, Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow along with some of our content as well. Um, and uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Ah, the World Junior Preview Show. That's tomorrow to wrap up the week and say Merry Christmas. Tomorrow, here on the program, 12 Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, regularly scheduled time on Game Plus and on YouTube Live. It is going to be wonderful. Alan Miller from Hockey Canada will be along. Peter Labardius will be here. Julie Robenheimer. Rod will be back. So he's making a brief uh, detour. 
back through the show. So there we go. We don't have much time left here in Hour 1, but thanks to Jim Mullen and Darren Bombing for joining us here in Hour 1 and for uh, being here on the podcast. This is Taco Time Viewer Takeover. Um, so we'll move this into Hour 2, okay? And I've got texts here from Randy and Craig and John and Ron. Um, we're going to get to all those uh, coming up here in Hour 2. So stick around. Merry Christmas. We're going to have some more fun here from the Winyard Compass at High School after the break on YouTube, Game Plus. Listen live at rodpeterson.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.